With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Empire Rolls preview show for Birmingham City at the Medeski Stadium. Well, we are 18th in the league. Birmingham are 15th in the league. It's going to be another tough match, but it's one of those games that I think we can pick up points. Uh, Birmingham have got no wins since the 26th of October, and the last one was against Luton Town, only 2-1. I mean, we've seen how poor Luton have been kind of since that point, probably. They seem to play in a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-4-2, but we can come into more depth about that. Their recent away form has not been great at all. They've the last six away, they've got four draws and two losses. So, no, four losses and two draws. But what are they going to serve up when they come to the Medeski Stadium? What do you think you're expecting to see style of play, Jordan, from uh, Birmingham City? Well, they seem like a team that wants to get on the ball, wants to win the possession battle. Um, But what I'm expecting is a team that that isn't as slick um, as we saw under against Brentford or against Leeds, teams who also sort of try and keep the ball really, really dominate the game. You know, Birmingham have been only really trying to play this way since since pre-season. Um, so I think there's there's chances that they'll they'll win the possession battle against us, even away from home. But I do think there'll be there'll be chances for us to sort of exploit their their rustiness in 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 that style for sure. Yeah, definitely. They seem to be in a transition. Um, they've actually got the most crosses. They've got 332 crosses. So their style is a kind of strange mixture of possession and get a lot of crosses into the box. They've also scored a lot of goals from set pieces. They've got nine goals from set pieces. So they've got one very clear threat up front, and that is uh, Mr. Dukovic. Do you want to talk about him, Jordan? Yeah, well, I think we all saw how, how good a striker he was last season um, or for the last few seasons. Um, and I think what's important, um, again, is that he, he seems like he's somebody who thrives on having a partner. So a couple of years ago, you had, you had him and Che Adams were an unbelievable strike partnership. Um, so I'm expecting them to play a 4-4-2 of, of sorts again um, against us. And it's just how can he combine, like you say, when you've got a player like him, um, you have to cross, no matter how much you want to sort of dominate the ball and, and keep it and, and be patient with it. At the end of the day, he's a player that thrives off those deliveries. Um, and if we can't stop the delivery and if we can't get tight enough to the man, then he's he's going to cause us problems for sure. Yeah, no surprise. Uh, four of his goals, four of his five goals this season, four of them have been headers, which is not a shock at all for a player like him. Interestingly, Birmingham have also got 50% more headers than anyone else in the league. But some of their players are far more creative than that. They're not just about crossing the ball and uh, kind of long ball. That is not the style. They've got a 16-year-old in their team, Jordan. Um, it's quite amazing, isn't he, this Bellingham? It is, yeah. It's, it's remarkable. Um, 
I can't say I'd heard of him before the start of the season, but I, you could see in the early weeks he was sort of getting drip-fed into games. Um, but to now be talking about, I think it's four starts on the bounce um, from centre mid, no less, um, it really is remarkable. It, 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 I'm really interested to see what he looks like because when you think of a 16-year-old, you maybe think of you know getting in for flair or just quality but you'd wonder whether they're going to struggle in, you know, physicality. But to be playing in a midfield two or, you know, two centre mids, I'm interested to know how he's going to be able to sort of mix it, really. Um, I think we'd probably be naive to think that that is an area where we can exploit him because by the looks of it, he looks ready for this level. I don't think he's there, you know, on any special favours. He looks a quality, quality player. Um, Next to him, you've got a really, really interesting player in Sunic as well, who looks um, a bit of a Rolls-Royce of a player, really. You know, good in the tackle, strong, can spray passes. You know, he looks a little bit in that sort of, not as good, I'd say, certainly not yet, but in that sort of Neves mould in terms of can do a bit of everything um, and has that sort of blockbuster pass in him. Um, and like you say, you know, they've got threats all over the place, really. Fullbacks have got two solid good attacking fullbacks and then they've got some really interesting players you know I think Dan Crowley is a player I'm really looking forward to seeing skillful nippy you know very very highly rated when he was younger still a young man but very very highly rated had to go away leave Arsenal spend a bit of time in the Netherlands um, and had two very very good seasons there and has now come back and has dipped in and out of the team from what I can see but um, I think it sounds like Birmingham fans love him and he seems like one of those players whenever he gets on the ball you know you wonder what's going to happen and he can he can really make make um you know unexpected chances and he can um, really unlock defenses so we'll have to keep a, a firm eye on him yeah it's yeah. A big battle, isn't it in the midfield um with him and quickly talking about us there who will be in the midfield for us against Birmingham City because obviously Oviajara sounds like he's going to be back but who do we play alongside him, Jordan? That is the biggest sort of question I have going into the game, really. Um, does Bowen stick or twist with the formation? Um, my gut says that we will go back to the, the same tried and true formation we've had, probably swap out Ajaria for McCleary, maybe depending on fitness, move the strikers. Um, I'm sure Puskas will start, but maybe his partner will change. Um, it will be interesting to see because, you know, we can't forget, despite how wonderful the match ended, that it really wasn't very good at Wigan for quite a long, long part of that. Um, and it only really changed once we moved to the 4-4-2. And you do wonder whether the five at the back with the, the three in midfield works without Swifty. Um I think he'll be tempted to to leave it be for the start, but we always know it's nice to know we've got that in our back pocket, really, and that's something we can switch to. Yeah, it, it definitely to have that adaptability is something that we've lacked for many years with managers and teams as well. I personally think that um, another key battle is going to be with so many crosses coming into the box. Those three centre halves, if we're going to play that, it's you've got to have Miazga, Morrison, and more all on form because. 
I think we're going to lack creativity again on Saturday because as much as we have Obi Ajari back in the team, it's slightly easier for a team to mark out of the team out of the game one player rather than two, mm-hmm. and that puts a lot of pressure on Ajari. Hopefully, he performs, comes home with a hat trick. I have no issues with mm-hmm. that, but it's kind of. It's just, I don't know. I think people slightly undervalue the work that John Swift does on the pitch. They kind of look at it as some occasional set piece and they think, oh, he hasn't done brilliantly there, but he does a lot of work. And I, I still think he's my player of the season so far. But I don't know. I think Pele has come in and hasn't really, um, he's not convinced me at all. <laughs> but... I'm not sure who else we can put in there. Charlie Adam, I don't think he's going to last the whole match. So we have to we've got to save him for the Charlie Adam derby, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're right. We've got to get him fully fit for that post-Christmas run. <laughs> it's kind of against Blackpool. But I don't know. It is a real problem because if you put Elise in there, he's not a John Swift, is he, really, John? No, I think that's, that's one area that we definitely... Um, you look through, and even if, like you say, you drop down to the, the younger guys... There isn't anybody really who would be anywhere near a direct match, really. I guess one thing you could potentially do is is maybe drop a Jaria deeper and play somebody like an Elise or maybe a McCleary in that in that ten role. That's possible. I kind of think that he will probably stick with the Rinomoto Pele sort yeah. of double pivot. I wasn't in love with it at Cardiff. Um, I don't can't really say I was particularly impressed with Pele's performance. Um, but it might be that the missing piece um, at the at the weekend was both of them out, both of our key creators out. Because one thing that, that we did get at Wigan was actually McCleary picking up good positions. And if that's Ejaria rather than McCleary, then maybe that's that's enough. Um, I think um, I think he'll favour probably that solid base. That those three at the back, like you said, with the amount of crosses that are coming in, and we know the aerial threat they've got. You know, you'd you'd be cautious about dropping somebody like I assume it would be Morrison. Um, you'd be cautious about dropping him when you know that you've got such an aerial threat there, because um, we know that's his bread and butter, really. Yeah, well, yeah, it would be a big call to drop Morrison, especially when I don't think he's played poorly. No, I mean if you look back at the game against Wigan at the weekend. Okay, you could say from the goal that they scored, he has been caught out slightly. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was a defensive error by him. But overall, the season has been a fantastic signing. I, I don't think you can single him out for one game and one error. And even that, the goalkeeper maybe should have done slightly better as well. So it wasn't a direct issue. But at the other end of the pitch, we have Sam Baldock apparently back now and available. <sighs> If Jao, as has been reported today uh, from the training ground, he has a slight injury problem with his knee again, would you go back to the Baldock-Puska situation if he's fit to start? Maybe get 60 minutes out of Baldock? Yes, but I say the biggest driver behind that is not so much bringing Baldock in, but but not um, but taking Mate out. Um, I think it's gone slightly under the the radar with with how poor Puskas's form has been. Mate seems to be getting a little bit of a um, a pass because I think he's really really struggling at the moment. He's always a trier, you know. He'll always give you effort, um, but I think he's in a really really tough 
um, run of form at the moment. And we've seen him over the years um, have these purple patches where he looks unplayable and, you know, scores goals for fun. Um, and I think he's, he's going through a bit of a lull at the moment. I don't think that pair works particularly well together either. Um, I think they both often try and do the same things. They both want to go in behind. They both want to be that focal point. Neither of them really is particularly suited at sort of linking the play at all. Unlike, say, you know, Zhao, definitely, that's a real strength of his. And we saw that at the weekend when he came on, suddenly the ball was sticking. And what he's so good at is he's not, he's a big guy, obviously, but he's not, you know, a, a pin the centre-back, put it into him and he knocks it off. You know, he can spin in behind. He can, he's got a lovely little bit of skill. He's a, he's a very bizarre player in that, um, you know, for somebody so tall, he's got good pace. He, he likes a shot from distance, which we haven't really seen yet. But, you know, at his former club, he, he put a few belters away. So he's, he's a funny player, but he's that sort of link. And Baldock has that to his game as well. I wouldn't say it's, you know, a real shining light, um, but he is certainly better at it than I think a lot of the other options we have. And given the choice, yeah, I think it, if he's ready and Zhao's not, I think it would be yeah, a real easy choice to bring Baldock back in. Yeah, I, I think he might start with that. I think that's going to be his possibility, possibility, if I can speak properly. I think that's a good one because it adds the pace to the attack and it makes it more difficult. They were having a nice little run together before he picked up his injury, Baldock and Brentford. And as I said before, I think that was his best 45 minutes for the club, for uh, for us, uh, Bulldog there. He was complete nuisance to the opposition. Mm. I kind of, I'm expecting the game against Birmingham to be a really tough one. We always find it hard against Birmingham at home. They haven't, we haven't beaten them since the 2013-14 season at home. So, we had some bad memories against them on the last day of the season with Kevin Phillips. The 2-1 win, which put them up and misery for us. And Matiowski scoring. And oh, that was such a difficult uh, end to the season, that one. But what would your prediction be, uh, Jordan, on the game? What's your score one? And if you had a bet, what would you be your <laughs> goal scorers? Um, so I'm quite confident that we will win this. Um, and I think I'm going to go for 2-0. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, partly down to the fact that I think Lee Camp is a, is a terrible goalkeeper, so hopefully we'll just get lots of shots in. And actually, I, I have a sneaking suspicion, I, I was tweeting about this earlier, um, if I had to choose a bet on first goal scorer, I'm going to have to go Miazga. The last two home games, I think it was, We've played the same corner routine where he spins to the near post. He's got a header away. Don't let the secret out. Don't <laughs> let the secret out. <laughs> and and one, one was stopped by a wonder save. And I think the other just, just went past the post or something like that. And I think whether it's at the weekend or not, at some point soon, he's, he's going to get one of those perfect and it's going to fly in. So, you know, fingers crossed it's Saturday. Yeah, no, I know the corner you mean, and you're, you're right, that is going to come off at some point. I just hope we got someone who can deliver that ball. That's one of those things. That's a good point. <laughs> one of those that. issues that we're missing, isn't it, is the delivery of the ball. I'm going to go I'm going to go 3-1 to Reading, because I still think we look like conceding goals at some point during the game. But I do think at home we look like we're going to score goals. OK, we didn't against Leeds recently, but Leeds are a very, very good team, way better than Birmingham. So I don't think it's a kind of uh, straight for or a comparison. 
Hopefully that will happen and we'll be talking about a victory on the uh, podcast when it returns on Sunday. It would be lovely, wouldn't it? Consecutive wins again. I really like that habit of consecutive wins, getting the momentum, moving up the table. Then we start to have the kind of thoughts about playoffs and uh, then getting dashed. You know how it works. (laughs) He'd get crushed by Boxing Day and then it'd be like, oh, mid-table. I crave that, but hopefully it will happen. So thanks a lot for listening. And we will be back uh, on Sunday with hopefully a win. Cheers.